Jessica, and this is ATC Presents Deva K Rambles, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas. Except I don't have my usual co-host today. Rico has not had the chance to watch basically any K dramas or movies uh, for the past few weeks since he's got his new work schedule. But I have a wonderful guest with me today. I have Leah Riley from the Afternoon of Delight podcast. Leah, how are you? Great. And I am so excited to get to be here tonight. So I'm sad that Rico can't make it, but I am more than happy to step in. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for the drama that we are going to talk about. It's Strong Woman Dobong Soon. Yay. Yay. Uh, I think this was your first time watching Dobong Soon. It as well. was. It was. It's been okay. on my list for a very long time. So when you kind of asked if anyone wanted to review it, I, I was really happy to put my hand up because I'd been meaning to watch it. Yeah, I had seen it before, but it's been a really long time since I've seen it. So I was excited to jump back into it because it seems like it's taken on a life of its own after its release. It yeah, seems it's pretty popular. It's very popular. <laughs> yeah. So before we get started, if the, in, just in an effort to get to know you really fast, because we just kind of met. I love your podcast and I've been listening to it for a really long time. Oh, thank you. Um, I come from a publishing background so like when you guys talk through plot and you guys come at it from a writer's perspective it really like resonates with me because I feel like I do the same analyzing and the same fangirling as well it just like it hits like all the right notes for me when I go and listen to your podcast so just just for the people that don't know or maybe haven't listened to your podcast what was your first k-drama and what is like your favorite K-drama genre and so on and so forth? Just really fast to, to yeah. get an idea. No problem. So my first K-drama, I have like the most basic answer, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, COVID hit and I was stuck at home a lot and trolling through Netflix. And I think um, I had a writer friend who told me, oh, there's this this Korean drama out and it's it's got like a... South Korea, North Korean, like love affair thing happening. I don't know. I've heard about it, but I think you might like it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to, I'm happy to try that out. So I started crash landing on you. The first episode, definitely. I was like, there's a tornado. I don't really know what's happening, but like, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, we see her stuck in the tree with her cute meat with Captain Ree. And I was, I was hooked. And I think for me, Crash Landing on You is probably a perfect gateway K-drama as well, because I'm a romance writer as well. And it hit so many of the tropes that I love about the romance genre. And so I just couldn't like get over it as I kept watching the, you know, as I kept watching, I'm like, oh my God, like every trope is like shoved into this drama. This is amazing. <laughs> And then after yeah. that, it was just like game over. I just started. That's now, I mean, at this point, if someone recommends me anything that is not a K-drama, I just smile and nod because I'm not in it. <laughs> that's, oh my God. That's me too. Everyone's like, you got to watch this. You got to watch that. And I'm like, baby, no, I'm busy. Yeah. I got subtitles to watch. <laughs> I'm set for I'm years, like, actually. Have you seen how many shows have come out in February? I mean, like, <laughs> I, yeah. I got Feb no February. Yes. February alone has been such a... a a month of releases and people watching what's currently airing. So, and this is 2022, by the way, like, I feel like the podcast is going to live on and no one's going to know like February what? Yeah, like, right. Exactly. You know. Sorry. <laughs> and we're in March yeah. now, but I haven't caught up. Like I have been, I, I'm just drowning in choice. 
which is a yes. good problem to have. <laughs> it, it, it is a good problem to have. Um, so thank you so much. Yes, Crash Landing on You is such a gateway K-drama for a lot of people. I had no idea that it was such a gateway drama. For me, I was like stuck in the Boys Over Flowers era. Mm. And so I came in like around 2011, around there. So yeah, I, but Crash Landing on You, amazing drama. Definitely watch it if you haven't already. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, Thank you for telling us your wonderful journey into gay drama. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping right now before we get started. So if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for even pressing play on this. Go ahead and subscribe on your podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. And if you like us, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Don't be petty. Come and check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok at always at ATC Debug Pod. That's I always do that. I always say the wrong handle because we have a movie podcast. And so I'm like on autopilot to say the movie podcast handle. But no, it's ATC Debug Pod. And lastly, please become a patron because it's a great way for you to get involved and show your support. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash always critic pod. Okay, Leah, we're going to talk about strong woman Dobong soon. Um, I'll go ahead and read the Asian wiki synopsis. It's kind of long, but I'll go through it fast. Bong Soon was born with superhuman strength. Her strength is hereditary and passed along only to the women in her family. Her dream is to create a video game with herself as the main character. One day, Bong Soon helps out a bus driver being attacked, but during this time, Min Hyuk witnesses her beating up the group of thugs. Min Hyuk is a CEO of video gaming company Ainsoft. Min Hyuk believes Bong Soon would make a great bodyguard with her amazing strength. He offers Bong Soon high pay and the chance to work in the planning department of his gaming company if she does well. Amid their budding romance, the two try to solve the crimes against women taking place in Bong Soon's neighborhood alongside Detective Kukdu, aka Bong Soon's first love. So, a lot going on there, but that's basically episode one. Um, this show originally aired from February to April 2017. It is 16 episodes long and it was directed by Lee Hyung Min and he's also directed Chocolate, My Horrible Boss, Sorry I Love You from 2004 and Winter Sonata from 2002. He is a very prolific director. Um, I would say that Winter Sonata and Sorry I Love You are like huge like pre-2005, pre-2010 shows. Um, it was written by Baek Min Kyung, and she wrote Mine, Melting Me Softly, The Miracle We Met, and The Lady in Dignity from 2017. Of course, our st- our show stars Park Bo Young as Do Bung Soon. She's been in On Your Wedding Day and A Werewolf Boy. Both are excellent movies. A Werewolf Boy is like where I first saw her, and I lost it. Like that movie with Song Joong Ki is stunning it's heartbreaking go watch it it's I about a werewolf need to know boy a little more. Yeah, i need to know a little okay more okay okay it. so yeah so well, tangent so werewolf boy is i'll give you the spark notes werewolf boy is about this family that goes to live in the countryside and it's Park Bo young's family she's like a young teenager and it's told the whole thing is told in flashback like this already happened and they find this like werewolf boy in their shed outside and he was like a science not a science experiment of course it's science it's a science experiment but it's a government experiment gone wrong and he was raised by wolves and so he has like kind of like werewolf powers but he doesn't like turn into a werewolf like you know old style like he doesn't like hold oh, he out. doesn't look wolfy no he looks like sung junkie okay. <laughs> he looks like okay. a boy okay. <laughs> yeah 
he's like so charming. He barely speaks. Like she has to teach him how to speak. Park Bo Young sings in the in the movie. It's like it's beautiful. Like I cried. I showed this movie. This is one of those movies where I was like, this is like somebody else will get this. So I showed this to my sister. Didn't understand it. She was like, I don't get it. And it broke my heart. So now I don't really share like Korean stuff with her anymore Aww. or even try because like it was such a like formative yeah. movie for me and my like Korean watching uh, Korean entertainment. And like she like completely like lambasted it. So um, I do not share my loves with her anymore. Aww. Well, I'm going to watch it. It sounds really watch it. Yes, it is intriguing. I was a I didn't picture say Teen Wolf at first, kind of like, you know, oh, no, 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 shifted, no, no, but no, this sounds really sweet. No, it's sweet. And it's a period piece. It takes place in like the 60s or 70s. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm into so it. You have to watch it. It made it made Sung Joon Ki like really famous. Like it did really well. Um, so Park Bo Young, uh, she's done in she's been in Oh My Ghost, Abyss, Do Met Your Service. I heard bad things about Do Met Your Service. I did not like Abyss. And, and I, I did not, not like, like Oh, oh my, my Ghost. ghost. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> perfect. We both did not like Oh, My Ghost. Perfect. Because, um, yeah, I don't think we need to go into much detail on that one. But, yeah. Then we have her counterpart. Her male lead is Park Young-sik. He plays Min Hyuk. And he is actually an idol turned, uh, turned actor. Because he's from the idol group Zia, and I don't think I'm pronouncing that right. Zaya. So we actually got into this because MC Wan is from Zaya as well. Okay. So we had one night where we actually had to look it up. Looked and it, it is up. Zaya. Perfect. Okay, Zaya, and it's spelled Z E colon A. Yep. I mean, you can imagine, like I'm terrible at pronunciations anyway, and then they throw that at me. So I don't know. Thank you so much for jumping in and saying the pronunciation <laughs> for his group. Okay. Uh, he has been in. The Heirs from 2013, What Happened to My Family, High Society, Huarang, which is a saguk, Suits, which is a remake of the Western show, Suits, <laughs> um, Happiness from 2021, which is Zombies with Han Hyoju, and then he will be in soundtrack number one, which is going to air on Disney Plus later this year, 2022. I love Park Young-sik. I don't know about you, but like- I love- Girl. And I got to say, his military glow up. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah so the military glow up I, he looks like a boy in this and i have yeah. this is terrible to me but i'm i'm partial toward this time in male lisa's lives where like they're caught between like man and boy yeah yeah he's in that era during the filming of uh dobong soon so yeah i but the happiness and then era, the happiness like, yeah happiness oh, is a new day god. a new, new day. day that's a man that's yeah. a man oh god yeah i could go on and on about pakyo it's like i love him and we can and then they later put, <laughs> we can later we will okay okay so second male lead is jisoo and he plays detective kukdu he was in moon lover scarlet heart rio i never know how to say is yeah. it rio like you roll the r or rio i don't know yeah huge show Definitely watch it if you can. It came to my attention that it's like basically nowhere on streaming right now. No, and that was very a shock. hard to find. Shocking to me because I watched it when it was airing in 2016. Mm. And like I just assumed that it was somewhere, but it's yeah, not. It's not. Yeah. He was in My First First Love and this uh, season two of My First First Love. That's a Netflix show. You can watch that right now. And then there was a school bullying scandal that hit in the middle of production for River Where the Moon Rises from 2021. That's a whole nother thing we can get into if you feel like it. But yep. 
I think we got to. <laughs> we got to. So, yeah, um, the only supporting cast that I will mention, because there's a ton of supporting cast, but we'll mention Kim Won-hae. And he plays basically two characters. And we can get into what those characters are in a bit. But after all this out of the way, what did you think of Strong Woman Dabong Soon, Leah? So this surprised me because, look, I didn't know very much going into it. I didn't pay, like, I didn't do a lot of reading or research or anything. I knew it was about a girl with strong power, like powers to be strong. Right. (laughs) And I knew that Park Young-sik was in it. And that was it. <laughs> so I went out pretty blind. And I did not expect to be scared shitless. <laughs> what? <laughs> the what? murdering was, or, you know, like the kidnapping was not on my radar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the yeah. masks and stuff. Like it really scared me. <laughs> so I thought I was going into this like full, just like lighthearted, whatever. And right. Then all of a sudden, right. Like, we're in a torture chamber with women in bride dresses and this is not where I thought we were going but now it makes it makes sense because you know like you ha- if you're going to be a good superhero you've got to have like bad guys to work against I just Truth. didn't have my head in that place so it really took me by surprise at first <laughs> I love that you said that because in g- going in to rewatch the show I thought to myself this is like one of the best romances I can't wait to get back to this couple and I completely blocked the serial kidnapper at slash murderer yeah. plot line completely blocked it from my memory. So when it came up in the show, I was like, the hell? What is this? I forgot completely it about kind it. Of like, I mean, it, I get why it was done the way it was, but it was like we were just kind of watching two dramas. <laughs> we're watching this kind of like sweet, like, you know, kind of funny, quirky bodyguard, yeah. reverse bodyguard trope. And then we're also just like, <laughs> you know, putting on like a skin colored mask and (laughs) like there's a mentally ill person on the loose in her neighborhood and he's like swiping ladies like what is going on and And they're trying to solve it wanting to make him real skinny it's gross that was (laughs) okay that's kind of spoiler oh sorry sorry um no 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 it's okay it's okay but yeah there's a whole like kidnapping plot line that um they try to resolve at the same time that they have this like sweet sweet romance yes. um that was one thing that i didn't like about the show is like i kind of wanted to skip past all of this stuff mm. with the serial i keep saying serial killer because yeah, he mean, wasn't really killing them yeah i mean i think he's like not he might have killed one on accident i think he right? killed one yeah. yeah he killed one on on mistake and then he was like oh but I that's gotta, not like, his that's up. not his ga- like he's not in it for the murder end no he's in it for something we'll talk about what he's in it for but yeah and then i didn't like anything having to do with bong soon's mom and the neighborhood ajumas trying to stop the redevelopment of the neighborhood Hmm. i was like yeah just cut it i I did not want that at all not a fan so those are the two blights on the plot plot wise that i found so boring and i've blocked it from my memory i was legitimately like why are we why are we not getting to the you know these two why, why aren't we with Min Min and Bong Bong? <laughs> yeah. Let us just watch Min Min eat breakfast. <laughs> like anything else. <laughs> I would like him to just eat and I will watch him. Like, Me like, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> so this show was actually JTVC's highest rated original drama. 
And then it was surpassed that same year by Woman of Dignity. But it made headlines. It was doing really well. It had high ratings. Um, And that's all great. I, again, didn't realize that it would have such a lasting impact on the world of K-drama. And people really gravitate toward this, this show. I just didn't. But I can understand because I thought it was really good. Even with the whole kidnapping plotline and the criminal aspect and then the side characters kind of taking up more room than I wanted them to. I love this show. Yeah. I mean, the leads, (laughs) you're going to forgive a lot because the leads just have such great chemistry and I love how they just throw so much on its head. There's just so many fun moments in this drama. Yes. I thought it was really funny. I kept busting up laughing. Like I was like I live with my sister and she kept coming out of the room like, what are you watching? Stop laughing. <laughs> and I was like, leave me alone to my devices because this is amazing. Can I get some one one joy out of life? please? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we get into spoilers, let's talk about the Jisoo con- controversy and we can talk quickly about the OST. And then we'll give our scores for this uh, drama. So the Jisoo controversy happened last year in 2021. Um, There was a statement posted on an online forum from an anonymous person in March. So it's been almost like exactly a year. And he was accused of being a school bully when he was in school. And a bunch of other people stepped up and also said that they had been bullied or had a story about him bullying. And it got super out of hand. He got canceled. He had to issue like a written a handwritten apology on his Instagram, the whole bit, the whole nine yards. And then he got replaced on his show. He got dropped from all of these sponsorships. He was basically, his career was going, going down the drain like fast last year. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to enlist in the military. Everyone was like, oh, he's enlisting to kind of shut people up so that he's not in the public eye and he can like do his couple of years in the military and then do a career resurgence. But of course his agency and he was like, no, no, it's like my time to go into the military. I'm I've it's mandate. So what did you think about this show? Did you know about the controversy before watching the show or did you find out after? So I heard about the controversy as it was happening, but I had not seen him in any drama yet. Oh, and so I was like not very familiar with who he was. And I will say that, you know, there is a lot of um, canceling that happens in Korean entertainment. Like, it's not uncommon for their, I feel like I've been through a few scandals now (laughs) and I haven't been like a fan for that long, you know, like 2020. Um, But this one really wasn't great. (laughs) I mean, I will say that I've been through a few scandals myself. I lived through a few of other celebrity scandals. Yeah. And things like uh, G-Dragon smoking pot, and then he had to issue an apology because it's illegal in Korea to smoke pot, and, you know, craziness like that. Because in the West, we don't don't have that mentality, and we don't have those laws. Um, This one in particular, because there's been a few bullying scandals. I read the details on this one, and I was like, oh my God, this is like really bad. Like, I think there was something about he forced a student to like ejaculate on himself or something like that. It was just not. I was like, that is way, it was really brutal. And of course, like later on, they rescinded their statement and they said, oh no, it's fake or something. But I don't know. And I don't know. I also don't agree with cancel culture. So I'm very conflicted about this. But 
this show, I don't necessarily feel is affected by like the bullying necessarily, the bullying scandal. Like I watch it now, rewatched it after knowing the bullying scandal and I'm not, I'm definitely separating the actor from like the art. Yeah. So look, here's what I'm going to say about it is that I've watched Scarlet Heart and I've now watched this and I was really grossed out and troubled by the same things that you alluded to with the scandal And I can acknowledge that he's like, he's a damn good actor. And so, yeah, trying to have that like separation. I don't know. Like I, I didn't seek out um, Scarlet Heart for him. I was just, as I was watching it, I'm like, who's this guy? He's awesome. And then I'm like, oh, that's like the guy that like I just read. And so I was like, oh shit. But at the same time, you know, I'd like invested, you know, three fourths of the drama with him and was really like very into his performance so I did get to like experience him a bit I think without having that controversy even though I was aware Mm -hmm. of it first so that was useful and then in this I I did I was able to separate it too and yeah I don't know I just have I have mixed feelings because a lot of times I'm like look these controversies are like a lot of he said she said da 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 but when we get into kind of like sexualized violence it makes me more uncomfortable but like you Mm. said then there's been retractions I don't know so all I can say is do I think he's very talented I think he's incredibly talented yeah I think he's very talented I love Park Bo Young and I love Park Young Sik too like I think he's a great actor as well this is a very strong cast and no matter like which side you fall on like you just kind of have to play it by ear and deal with it you know however you feel in your heart is best so with that being said let's go on to greener pastures let's talk about this ost because i forgot that they had all of these songs in there like you're my garden by jung Eun ji from a pink and that one's like <laughs> i love love you love you love <laughs> i love that one <laughs> it looks like it's very strong and they just drop it right on the chorus too like the needle yeah. drop is like boom <laughs> it's fantastic it's very hokey and like very much like I know. K-drama. I'm here for it. But, I am. So but I love it. it. Yeah, it just makes me so happy. As soon as I heard you singing it, I felt happy. <laughs> right? You're just like, oh my God. And then they had the Superpower Girl from Every Single Day. And that's like her theme song as well. Yeah. <laughs> that one I was like, um, because you're my superpower girl. You're so good. I would love to karaoke with you. Oh, thank you. Literally, I have never been karaokeing in my life. Fun fact. And everyone always gets so surprised. They're like, you're always singing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know no one ever takes me. No one ever invites me. I don't know what it is. So. (laughs) Well, when I ever hang out with you, we will go. We got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I already have my, like, someone asked me, what's your signature karaoke song? And I was like, I don't have one. But off the top of my head, uh, Believe by Cher. (laughs) Ooh, that's a good one. Right? (laughs) The energy. Okay. Anyway, Pak Young-sik, like I said, he's a singer. He's also on the OST. Mm-hmm. Good. And I'm glad he is because <laughs> yeah. he's and sometimes I like cringe when I see the idol, you know, because I think we've talked about this on our podcast, too, that there is a lot more fluidity, I think, with like idols going into acting culture. And we certainly have that in the West, but I don't feel like it's as seamless normally. Like, mm. um, you know, like we do see like Lady Gaga breaking into acting, but I still feel like you're like, oh, well, they're 
I think even Megan said this, like, I'm still like, well, I think Lady Gaga is a good actress. And I'm like, that's Lady Gaga, like in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can't quite separate that it's Lady Gaga. But, um, you know, I've gone back and watched some like Zaya music videos and he's he's so cute. I don't know. I like it. I am a huge MC Wan fan. Like that is a fun fact about me. I just and it's not like a crush. I just I want to like pack him in cotton wool and put him in my pocket and take him around and like feed him like little grapes and things. I just love him so much. (laughs) Feed him grapes. I love it. I love it. You just have like a snack bag and then you'd have him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goldfish on demand. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. So before we get into spoilers, what would you give this show out of five soju bottles? Five you know, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go four. Four. Okay. Yeah. I think I'd have to agree because the good outweighs the bad. Yes. And it's very tropey, but in a good way and very memorable. So, you know, four to five soju bottles. Very good. Okay, so we're going to get into spoilers. Are you ready, Leah? I am ready. Okay, we're going to get into spoilers right after this. Hey, you want to come in? Okay, Leah, we're in the spoiler section, so anything goes. Where do you want to start? I actually... Like episode one to me was so memorable that I remember basically the whole thing like yeah. beat for beat. And I loved when she beats up like the construction the construction site thugs and they break her phone. She's knocking out teeth. She's sending them flying. The kids on the bus are like ooing and eyeing. The police station afterward is great too. When the gangsters and the kids are like their stories are syncing up and they name her like the Avengers lady. And everyone's like, how could such a little small lady be doing all this damage? Like you're saying this little girl right here beat you up. And they're all like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that. And then of course, like Minhyuk is right there and his, his reaction is fantastic too, because he's like, Oh my God, it's such a hassle to, you know, call the police at this time. But then he sees her like kicking ass and he's like, do I need to call the police even? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was such a fun start. And I like, I think it was a smart choice to do a couple of things. I like that her powers came with, um, with limits. Like she Mm. couldn't just use her powers to use her powers, right? Like if she used them for advantage, then we learn she's going to lose her powers. And so, you know, there's like a high degree of reluctance because, you know, her mom had lost her powers and other women in her family's line, because this was like a magical power that had been passed along through generations, you know, um, other people had done the wrong thing and lost their powers. And so I like that that made it so she just wasn't strong all the time because I also just assumed she was just going to be able to just be powerful no matter what, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I liked that we kind of got that set up. But then, yeah, I did like that it came down to like her phone to some degree. <laughs> like, it, yeah, there wasn't like, even the bus driver. It was the no, like the bus driver, like the elderly bl- bus driver's like on the floor yeah. and she's still not like pulling out her. Yeah. her power she's not like <laughs> using her strength she's yeah it took a lot for her to use her power and it was always like the last resort for her which was funny but also very uh plays into the lineage of her family and the consequences of using her power yeah and I just love that she is a objectively adorable 
and small um, yes. and cute. And then I liked how they did the special effects. Like it was just, it was fun because it was silly. <laughs> yes. And it was awesome. And it was just so refreshing to just, I don't know. Sometimes you just want to see girls kick ass. And in this case, I felt like it did without being on the nose. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, like, some of the effects were pretty hokey, but yeah. I feel like it was on purpose. Yeah, it felt like, like a it tornado plays into- and crash landing on you, kind of. Like, it was hokey yeah. and yeah. fun. Like, you're in on the joke. <laughs> you're Definitely, I feel like the audience was invited to be in on the joke. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so her counterpart, of course, is Min Min, Min Hyuk. Um, he reminded me a lot of Tom Hanks in Big because all mm. he did was, like, ride around on, like, a hoverboard yes. and he never works, only plays. <laughs> He's adorable. All the fits on him, 10 out of 10. Oh, God. I love, my God, like the sweaters and the overcoats and the turtlenecks, everything, the button downs that were like really long in the back and shorter in the front. Like, he li- that's his real wardrobe. To me, that's his real wardrobe because it looks so good on him. <laughs> He's just stupidly cute, basically. Yeah, basically. And I liked that. So here's the other thing I expected and I thought was happening in the first episode was I thought he was like fully in love with her from the get go at first. Like I thought he was watching her like, what a woman, this is it for me. And that wasn't really ended up being the case. Like he certainly gets quite, he was attracted to her. Yeah. yeah, He thought she was good looking, but I think he was like curious more than Mm -hmm. like, I want to snap her up and start dating her. And so I like that. So we got to have like a romantic evolution. It wasn't like he just saw her and it was like, love at first sight. Boom. That's it. Faded mates. And Mm -hmm. I liked that a lot. Yeah, there was definitely a progression of their relationship. And I think at the police station in episode one, she like says something quippy to him and walks away. And he's like, oh, yeah, so sexy. Yes, yes. (laughs) I mean, he always is attracted to her and that's fine. But I like that there was like a buildup, even though because when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, well, he's going to be like into her that second. And I felt like there's still we still got to have that buildup, which I really like. And um. I am really, really, really into love triangles. It's like one of my favorite things. And so the fact that we got to have a pretty good love triangle in this just made me, again, that was an unexpected delight. It was very decent, this love triangle, especially because they kind of do, you understand that she has this longstanding crush on Detective Kukdu, which is Jisoo's character. And you kind of the audience is kind of made to believe that she like can't get out of this relationship almost because it's so it's she's had a crush on him all her life yeah I mean, she's and then, prayed she's prayed like that was all she ever wanted she, <laughs> she's prayed to buddha <laughs> yeah yeah she's been praying to buddha for all her life to just have him like she doesn't care about her studies she doesn't care about nothing else she just like <laughs> wants him so the fact that she doesn't get him she actually gets over her her love for him mm-hmm. And switches to Minhyuk is like a huge deal, I feel like, in the drama. Because Jisoo is like a very traditional male lead. Like, yes. he's very righteous. He's a cop. He uh, understands her whole life. They met his children. That's like a huge thing to yeah. like meet his children. So the, he had like a lot going for him in terms of like K-drama tropes. And he's very much not ugly. And he's not ugly <laughs> by any means. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, if he was unattractive, like we would have written him off I mean, right away. He is. But- yeah he's pretty he's pretty all that and the they kept putting him in like these really skinny jeans yeah i was like man those jeans are skinny i don't remember thinking that those jeans were really tight when i first watched (laughs) the show but looking back now i'm like damn could he breathe (laughs) jeez (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree that this was a pretty good love triangle. Did you, were you like cut up when he got like the chocolate to confess to her finally? He, he like finally realizes that he loves her. No. And then he goes to get the chocolate and he like can't really confess. She like shuts him down in front and like oh. says, oh, I don't want to lose you as a friend. I know. It's so good. It's so, I love it. I love it. I love it all. Like it's like got the pain. Yeah. Oh, and I, the yeah. Tension. And I'm glad that like he finally does like realize because he probably did realize before but couldn't admit like or didn't realize. But like, I don't know, you know, like I just felt like he had lots of things going on deep yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love a grump. I love a grumpy. A He's grumpy, grumpy and, and like grumpy. mean and yes. abrasive and all the things. It's all yeah. my catnip. And <laughs> I'm so happy that, you know, as much as I loved him and had like lust in my heart for him, I was really like team Min Min all the way. <laughs> Min Min is so charming and you can't get enough of him. Like when he's on screen, he's so effervescent and bubbly and funny, like genuinely funny. He's like imitating her in certain parts and like that's funny as shit when he's imitating um, Bong Soon and he's like smitten with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just, like, everything she does is cute to him. Everything she does is adorable. And she has him, like, wrapped around her little finger. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I've got to say, the highlight of this this entire drama for me, I don't know it, what if it was for you or not, was when she's carrying him. <laughs> oh, my God. And they start playing the theme from The Bodyguard. With, with yes. <laughs> I will always yeah. love you. <laughs> And he like kind of like opens his eye and then he's like, oh, I'm unconscious still. And, yeah. you know, you just it's a such like a good gender reversal. It's also mm-hmm. so fun to just like I love it when you can like repudiate toxic masculinity, but the guy isn't like a wimp. He's still mm. strong, but he's yeah. like, letting her be like, you know, stronger. And that like yeah. makes him more manly in many ways and more appealing. Yeah. Because he's like secure in himself. Confidence is attractive. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I agree completely with you. Uh, But they did meet his children. I'm getting ahead of myself because, well, not children, but in high school. (laughs) And because she saved his life. Yes. She, there was like a bus accident. It was like the very, the very first scene. He's like, the bus is careening out of control and she stops the bus and he doesn't get a good look at her face, but he thought like his mother sent an angel down to save him. And it turns out to be Bong Soon, but he kept like a painting in his closet of her. And and it was there good because like, it was like they had little faded mates, but it wasn't so it on wasn't, the nose. Yes, it was just enough. I thought it was very tasteful. Yeah. And I oh, I looked into like the painting. I I went like a full deep dive on the freaking painting in Ooh. his closet because it feels like because there was a flashback of him as a child and he's getting bullied by his brothers, his half brothers, yeah. and they're like stuffing him in a cabinet. Yes. So he has like trauma, right, about mm-hmm. being in enclosed spaces and being alone and being, you know, bullied and all that crap. And so the fact that she is like in his closet now as an adult, it's like it's a place that holds so much trauma for him. And he keeps her painting in there. And it's like an image of his like hero, his savior. And it's where he needs like the most strength. And I don't think it's coincidental that he also has to go through his closet and through like her painting to get to his like sanctuary game room I <laughs> that's love that in there. So much. That is such a good take. 
Yeah, I love that so much. I love the painting. I thought it was pretty hokey, though. Like, at first I was like, <laughs> he commissioned a painting of like this. And then he got the details so perfectly to it's obviously he didn't paint it. Well, maybe he did because he was an artist. I don't I know. I don't know. Hmm. But I loved I, it. I thought, it, yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot in K-drama that can be hokey, but you have to just like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like a cynical person in real life. And my heart, but like my heart doesn't want to be cynical. True. <laughs> I just want to I feel the same feel, way. Yeah. I just want to feel good feels. <laughs> yeah. Something that gave me good feels was the cohabitation uh-huh. that happened. It was like sprinkled in there, but I was like, what a good freaking trope. This is like, yeah. I love cohabitation trope. And it was, of course, because the, the serial kidnapper had seen her face like three times yeah. and they were like, OK, well, you need to get out of your surroundings. So go stay at this guy's house. And I was like, yes, please stay at his house. Like, I want to see more. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was also like cohabitation. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Love it. And then there was also like a small contract relationship trope when he like goes to his family and he's like, yeah, I'm marrying her. Like I'm dating her. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So he, you know, declares that he's dating her and living with her just to like evade rumors about his sexuality, which he was very confident into. Like it yes. didn't really face him at all that the media was portraying him as um as being gay. And he was like, yeah, whatever. Say what you want. It's a uh, it's good marketing. <laughs> yeah. So what were your thoughts? That's actually a good point, because I was like, I don't know if I loved. I don't. Yeah, I had I don't know how I feel about like the dragging out of like the is he gay, even though he's not obviously um, right like plot point. I can't, like, I don't know. I didn't like that either. I think they could have, if they wanted to keep it, which they seem pretty adamant about it because it was like a running gag throughout like the first few episodes for a long time, they could have just cut it short and he could have cleared the air because he knew that she thought that he was gay and he could have been like, I'm not done. End of like (laughs) gag. Yeah. Then she's like having the dream where he's like kind of like dressed up as a woman and grabbing (laughs) Sue's butt and like. You know, he's talking about his butt a lot, like in that one yeah. scene. And I'm just like, this feels... Uh, it's like, forced. Yeah. if Yeah. It's just not... Yeah, I didn't love it at all. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I agree. It was too much because as an audience member, it feels like they're kind of talking down to you because you know the truth and everyone around Dabong Soon knows the truth that he is not gay. Even like the male, uh, the second male lead cook dude was like, yo, get your head out of your ass. He's not gay. And she yeah. still like thinks he's gay. So it's too much. It's it's kind of rude at that point. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. I thought it got to where like it didn't feel like a gag and it just started to feel like problematic. Like it never got like crazy problematic, mm. but it just never felt great. So yeah. Yeah, I agree. But something that I really liked because you talked about like a dream sequence was the Romeo and Juliet sequences. Ooh, yeah. Or Lomeo with an L. <laughs> <laughs> so the... D- <laughs> Then there's also daydreams about the three of them getting with each other. And that was, I think, during the cohabitation part where the cop, Jisoo, comes over and he's like, I'm going to stay here, too. And then they they all have like a separate sequence where they're thinking about why they can't sleep in separate rooms because like one will come on to the other. Yeah, that's. I, so, ugh, <laughs> it's a lot. It's so <laughs> but cute. I, it's cute, but I like the Romeo and Juliet ones the most. 
because it's just done so well and so funny and they know what the, they kind of committed a lot to it with like the set and the <laughs> the way she's dressed and then she's just like no me <laughs> <laughs> i think that i was swooning the most with like the strength control training that he had her go through oh <laughs> yeah at some point he like falls on top of her and it's like mm, yes I I like that stuff like it's just it like you said before forced proximity but it's not cohabitation they're just like uh sparring one another yeah. but you know that sort of, that sort of stuff is like up my alley yeah and I liked like like I like the kissing and I also liked um as she starts to like fall for him that was just really fun, you know, cause she's having mm-hmm. to like, kind of like separate from this long standing crush that she's had. That's ruled her yeah. whole life. And all of a sudden she's like catching feelings for Min Min and just <laughs> and, like kind of slow freak out that you ha- she had. I thought that yeah. was really fun and relatable too. Yeah. I, I thought that he was a really good actor during those scenes where he finds out that, and this is also crazy. He finds out his closest brother the mild-mannered one hired the thugs to scare him and they were shooting like BB guns at him and stuff like that. I will say the conflicts in this got really muddled and confusing. I mean, there were just a lot of bad, bad apples. (laughs) Yeah. Like that was weird. Honestly, too many bad guys. Yeah. So they, but he cries and like starts freaking out because he's like, Oh no, my brother is the one that basically put a hit on me without, yeah. The murder part. <laughs> right. But I mean, they turn it around because then they have this theme park day. She takes them to the theme park <laughs> and they like wear matching cheetah ears. It's adorable. Yeah. I freaking love that. But you're t- say- saying that there's too many bad guys. Like there was like a gaggle of gangsters at any given point. At any given point. It just felt like it was a lot of. Yeah, it was too much. Like. <laughs> Here's the thing. And this is where I appreciate and I'm pretty sure this was like one of the dramas that like, you know, they were writing as they went to. And I mm. get it. Like I do, I have so much respect for the fact. And I think it's one of the reasons I love K-dramas is that so many of these um, dramas are being like written as they're being shot, you know, like they're like, they've got like the yes. wave behind them and they're just like staying <laughs> ahead with like a couple of episodes. Yeah. And so I get the, I get the <sighs> inclination to be like, we just need to keep putting plot in here to keep it Mm. going Mm -hmm. but sometimes Mm -hmm. I just want to be like trust yourselves that you've got these great characters and we could really just be with them a little bit more and less with like all these external whatevers although Mm -hmm. I do give a lot of credit for whoever was in the production team that decided to put the skin skin mask on the bad guy because (laughs) the skin mask that was a creepy frightening it's so frightening and the first time you see it you're like ha like it just takes you by surprise yeah because you don't wait is that his no god (laughs) oh god (laughs) where'd they get this guy it's like jason but worse (laughs) worse yeah exactly um I will say that the gangsters in the hospital were really funny. Like, they yes. cut away to them. Yes. They and were like, fun. I like that. I did like that. Urine keeps getting spilled. Like, yes. the guy with the missing teeth finally gets... <laughs> he finally gets falsies. Like, yes. false teeth. And yes. they, like, fall down into into the pee. In a puddle of pee. <laughs> but then he puts them back on. And it's, like, terrible. But it's funny as shit. Um, the vampire organ music that kept playing. That called my sister's <laughs> attention. She was like, what's up with this uh, Dracula music? And I'm like, it's part of the comedy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh my god. 
but yeah i mean like then he, like obviously like him getting shot kind of and falling you know i mean there's just a lot of stuff oh, God. yeah there's so much that happens but uh we can talk more about like them and their chemistry because i feel like it really you said he gets shot and he well he gets stabbed and that's when i think their their relationship goes to the next level because yes. she realizes that like she loves him yes. or that she likes him at the very least and who doesn't love i mean okay so this happened we talked about this in our podcast as well because this was a trope that i was oblivious to completely and i would love your take which is the wounded hero trope and oh. so um yeah like early in our podcasting we ended up doing like a whole snack on the wounded hero because amy and megan my co-host uh my co-host on the afternoon delight podcast love wounded heroes and so they were talking about it, and i'm like like emotionally wounded heroes because i like emotionally wounded heroes and they're like <laughs> no we like it when like the hero gets a boo <laughs> and yeah. the heroine has to like fix it blow on it you know all that stuff and I was like blow on it (laughs) so now I'm like obviously whenever I see it I'm like oh it's the wounded hero and so yeah we get like yeah we get some of her fixing his boo-boo and I feel like that's a real moment for them I it's tough because I like I like it and I don't like it because to me it rings a little bit like uh, the Florence Nightingale syndrome Mm. and I don't like I don't like to think of that syndrome as being true but it happened to a friend of mine who will never listen to this podcast so I'll go ahead and say she was on a cruise, okay. met a guy, didn't like the guy, wanted nothing to do with the guy. He gets hurt on a, one of those excursions, on okay. like an ATV excursion, and he busts his knee. And she takes care of him the rest of the cruise. They're married now with a, with a baby. <gasps> so I'm like, oh my God, it's real. Like the Florence Nightingale syndrome is real. So in this case, I don't think it was necessarily Florence Nightingale syndrome because she already caught feelings before that. But it was just like this exasperated yes. and brought it to like a head. Where they can like stare and kind of be like, what? they were like staring longingly <laughs> at each other. And yeah. I don't know if, would you give your boss a sponge bath if he took a knife for you? I don't know. If he looked like that, yes. But if it, if it was Pak Young Chick, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 100%. If it was my boss right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, he like pulls her in while she's like drying his oh. hair. Jesus. Like that is like K drama crack to me. Yeah, And absolutely. you think they're going to kiss. You think they're going to kiss, but they don't. He breaks the tension by saying that, like, oh, no, I'll finish drying my hair. But, you know, it, we know what was coming. It was there. Yeah. There was, like, a lot of kiss edging, I felt like, before the kiss. Like, there's, yes. yes. And I, I, lo- I love that, too. <laughs> yeah. And he's, uh, this is where we get, I, I want to say this is one of, a, one of those prime examples of, like, they make fun of this in, like, all the TikToks, of k-drama male leads just like screaming some line like desperately and it doesn't make sense in the in the tone of the scene but they're like going from zero to 60 and so (laughs) jisoo comes into the the hospital during like that whole era where she's taking care of him and he screams i will protect bong soon and like (laughs) it didn't quite fit with like what was happening in the scene and i wrote down in my notes what an animal (laughs) Because, like, in what mind would you, like, scream at the top of your lungs in a hospital? I will protect Bong soon. So here's the thing, though, is, like, you know, we also sometimes talk about, like, universal fantasy, right? So, like, what are the things <laughs> that we're watching and, like, what kind of, like, fantasy itch are you getting? So for me in this one, you've got, like, the sensitive yet still hunky and manly, um, you know, Min Yuk that she's yeah. taking care of and, you know, whatever, like they're having their thing, but then and he's hammered it up too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, then you get like, 
that kind of like sex demon, yeah, like animal coming in, like, oh, I will protect you. And then she's like, well, you like me maybe too, like, you know, like, you, yeah. Like, and so when you're like watching it at home, you're like, ooh, like getting a little of that, getting a little of this, it's all like mixing together. And I appreciate that, but yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I like that explanation too. It's like scratching multiple itches at the same time. It is like who, like if you, I mean, you would not. I mean, that's not a bad sandwich to be in. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. If I was between, okay, let's, let's take this slow. Yeah. Because if I was between, got between Park Young-sik and Jisoo, I don't know what I would do, but it, I think I would like let it ride as well. So. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm, yeah, I'm glad I'm in this drama. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, well, I'll go with you today and then you in the afternoon. Anyway. Um, but one other do. thing about Park Young Sick that I want to say to you that I appreciate yeah. about him is that so I really loved happiness. And in oh, happiness, he was I think more of an alpha a bit, but like mm. at the same time, he was still not top dog. Like the female lead in happiness was very much top dog and mm. like the most badass. Yes. And so I love too that he just keeps picking these characters that yes, are like yes. not beta, really, but like yes. They're not, you know, like they're kind of not like they're alpha okay. betas or something. I don't so know. So here's here's my take on this because I said um, a little bit of this in my blog review for Happiness. Okay. And it was that it seems like he's picking really good roles, not just for his character, but the female characters in the shows mm-hmm. that he stars in are like really fun, really strong, really well written. And so you're kind of like not only attracted to this like not beta, not alpha guy that's like very secure and protective, but not overly protective and like still able to like do all these tropes. But you're attracted to like this dude because he plays so well with like women. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, you're so respectful with your choices of like the shows that you're picking and that makes you hot and they're just like such fun yeah they're really just fun too yeah and they're varied like they're different completely different characters but you feel like he embodies them very well and I mean that you know acting but um it's great and I I like that he is very kind of choosy with his projects some other actors that you're like oh my god they're so pretty they choose the most terrible project, but you're like, okay, I'll stick around and watch it because they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I like it. Yeah, I feel like he has not let us down yet with the drama, so. No, no. He's been pretty dead on with his with his project. So keep it up, Pak Yul Sik. <laughs> um, confession, he, like, says, I'm sick, grabs her hand and puts it on his chest and says it hurts right here. <laughs> oh, and then he's got these, like, sexy eyes and he says, I think you need to end that one-sided love. And she's like speechless and then he goes i think i like you oh god it's so good it's so good the the corniness of i'm sick and says he's sick here in his heart (laughs) yeah that was that was i mean i i had like actual feel like tingle feelings in my like arms and stuff (laughs) i think that the forehead kiss in episode 12 was improv like you think they're gonna kiss they're at the Mm. office and they're like about That's to kiss and then he yeah. smiles and like kisses her forehead and i read somewhere that that was improv and i was like genius yeah genius. genius yeah and look just to skip to the end too i just want to say that i also like how they kind of we get like a full happy ending 
Um, yeah, we get like a whole epilogue of them after that. Well, they get married. Yeah. They show the wedding. It's like all in montage. Really funny. And then they have an epilogue where they have these adorable baby twin girls and they're kind of wreaking havoc in, the, uh-huh. in their lives because they're strong, just yeah. like the Bong Soon. Yeah. And so it was just fun to get like a whole because a lot of times I feel like you end on kind of like a. In romance novels, a lot of times you get an epilogue where you get kind of like a peak of their yeah. life after. And I don't feel like that mm-hmm. happens a lot in drama. And so I really I True. enjoyed it. I don't know. I'm a nerd, though, and thought it was cute. <laughs> I like that, too. Um, I have a lot of qualms with the kidnapper, so I'll go through them yeah, really let's fast. He- yeah, let's hear it. He is all of a sudden an expert at evasion. And... <laughs> <laughs> He's an explosives expert as well yeah. because he does like a single handedly takes over like the Ainsoft building and he, he like straps Dobong Soon full of like mm. explosives that's like on a that timer and everything. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? How did he know how to do this? He knew how to do this the whole time. What? It was like very convenient. Like it was too conveniently written in that like he could do all this stuff like yeah. MacGyver style. Yeah. And then. This is a nitpick. The bomb explodes in the sky and it looks like a fireworks display. <laughs> Which like I, that like breaks my brain a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, you're like no. Wait, that- <laughs> um, but then the kidnapper later on, like in the final stand, he gets a gun. He buys like a, a gun from like this rando, which is really difficult to do in Korea because guns are outlawed. Yeah. <laughs> He's a sniper as well. Oh my god. I forgot about that. <laughs> I blocked that out. <laughs> he knew how to like try and smuggle himself out of Korea. Like that was going to be his next move. It was like insane. Yeah, yeah, he was too. I mean, he was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he was ridiculous. But uh, man, I I don't know what to say about that dude. But he was very menacing. And the mask that they gave him yeah. and why he was like kidnapping the girls. Yeah, well, it was like the black or blue beard, right? Like that was the. Yes. Yeah. Which blue beard is a really scary story. <laughs> <laughs> well, he took it to heart. Like he was like, I'm going to collect my brides and that's that. And I want them skinny. He wanted skinny brides. And then that was like a kind of a point of contention with all the algemas in the neighborhood. Yeah, but were it was like gross too. <laughs> yeah it was nasty he was like we're gonna starve them i'm like bitch what yeah it's crazy my tiny wedding dress Uh, i mean that was enough like i was like that's creepy enough like i don't think we need him to also be macgyver right we don't need like an explosive expert and everything else (laughs) right like so have you watched um when the camellia blooms i literally just watched it and we just it was um the first show that we covered for season two. Okay, yeah. so without getting into like too many spoilers, there's like a, you know, a bad guy plot in that one. Yeah, and I honestly <laughs> felt like that one worked neater for me because like the bad guy stayed kind of like one note, but it carried through the whole drama. Uh huh. He wasn't like also blowing things like he wasn't going out, like <laughs> blowing up the mall and doing all yeah. these other things. You know, like I mean, like I feel like you could kind of like have kept him bad at like like make him really like mm-hmm, good mm-hmm. at the one thing he's bad at <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i i agree i think they kept like adding on to his superpowers and i was like no 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 he was like a one no guy he had a mental illness like just leave it at that yeah <laughs> so um, what about the mom the mom okay what what were your thoughts on the mom 
that she was an abuser. Yeah. So she, okay, she was an abuser and then she like masked her abuse by saying, well, you can take it. You didn't need all of my love and support and attention. Like I gave it all to your brother because he was weak, like physically. Hmm. Um, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> I just think that she was a bully all her life. And that's essentially why she lost her powers, too, is because she not only used it to get like an Olympic gold medal for weightlifting, yeah. but she was like stealing money from like kids in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah. Using her power for evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Like going to the Olympics. Like <laughs> she was like, oh, something about like <laughs> my my gift gave me like national pride or something. Yeah. And then. They show her literally shaking down some kids and she loses her powers. And I'm like, good. Yeah. Take them away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I didn't like her necessarily at all. And then she's abusing her husband. Yeah, that's what she's I thought, like, too. I thought he was hitting was, up on him. Yeah, spousal abuse. But it was like funny, I guess, because she's a woman. And I'm like, no, no, it no, no. Really I, work that way. I didn't find that funny at yeah, all. No, either. No, yeah, we're yeah. on the same page. Okay. We're on the same page. Yeah, no, that was not good. And then, uh, yeah, no, it was all sorts of like wrong. And I I don't know. He he ran away at the end of the show. And I was like, just leave, like leave. It's yeah. fine. She, she's hurting you like physically and emotionally. So this is what's so funny is like we keep saying all these things that like we didn't like so much. And <laughs> yeah, yet yeah, yeah. the core romance is so fantastic. Yes. Like enough yeah. that it's a four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like all these sins are forgiven because yeah. their romance is so strong and their chemistry is is fantastic. They like, oh, my God, especially in the later episodes when they're like finally together. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like she the feeding the chocolate scene. Where she's like feeding him chocolate and the fakes it out and like eats the chocolate mm. chocolate herself. And then the look on his face, first of all, which is hysterical. But then he like surprise kisses her and then eats the chocolate that she had on the little stick. <laughs> and I think that was improv as well, like the kit the pop kiss. Ugh God. Like so good. <laughs> yeah, I never looked to see like if there was any you know, I mean, look, actors are actors and they're good at yeah. what they do, but sometimes you're like, but you know, were they getting it on the side a little bit? I because know, it really I felt know. like it. <laughs> I have a question for you because in episode 16, they have like all of this sexual tension building and he leaves and he's like, oh, I miss her so much. And they're like tossing and turning. They can't go to sleep. She shows up at his house that night and she says, I miss you. They start making out. He like lifts her up on the piano. And I thought 100 percent of my mind, I thought they had sex. Yeah. I think. Okay, you thought so, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah OK. Yeah. OK. Because then it occurred to me that maybe they didn't. And she just stayed over. No. No. Okay, okay, okay. I was, like, overthinking it. And I was like... They're not high schoolers. No, yeah, they're, like, what, 30 years old? I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, they feel like they're, like, late 20s, maybe. mm -hmm. They look so young. They look like babies. They do. But, you know, I think they're meant to be, like, mid to late 20s. No, no. I think that they were... Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think so, too. Okay. Which is great. Yeah, Pooh. Love it. Love it. Love to see it. He asked for permission... From the dad who's absconded into the wilderness away from his wife to marry Bong Soon. And I <laughs> I was on the floor. I was just like, this is the best proposal. Look, like asking for permission from the parent. I don't remember the last time I saw that in a uh, K-drama. Uh-huh. So the and the way he does is like so adorable, right? He's like, I'd really like to do it as early as possible. If I could, I would do it right now. If I don't have bung soon, the days are too hard and long. Like, he's, like, so dramatic, but, like, endearing. 
So you just want him to like get he's married all right in. away. And I mean, like, there's he's something just so nice about the fact that like he just is all it. Like, he's not like the you know Jisoo, like I'm a man. Like he's just yeah. like I love this woman. And I want this woman. Yes. And I want her like, oh, forever. Oh, God. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Like, it's, notes it's, to it's men. Beautiful. Like, this is what, le- like, we just yeah, want you this to is be a, like, yes. Yeah. Use your and let me, big boy words. Use your big boy words. Let me just say, words. this is a man written by a woman. Beck mm-hmm. Mikyung, the writer, is a woman. Yeah. So, boom. There you go. And the ladies love it. As you can see, this drama has endured for reasons. And it's not because yes. the murderer knows how to no. set a bomb. <laughs> Or the Volvo commercial, which was randomly in episode 16. He, like, the car parks itself and, like, there's the the kids, the gang, the neighborhood kids are like, whoa, look at the car. And I was like, what is... Yeah, I was like, this is weird. But the cherry blossom proposal, excellent. Excellent, excellent. The wedding, excellent. Epilogue, we already talked about it. Wonderful. I have one question that I've been wanting to ask you and I kept it until right now. Okay. If you could have any piece of memorabilia from the show, what would it be? And I have some options for you that might jog your memory. Okay. Okay. The little wooden house desk that she (laughs) sat in as an intern, quote unquote, Uh for Min Min. The dance pole from the club that she tore off while she was drunk. The serial killer mask. God, no, not that. Unless I want to like wake my husband up with nightmares. Okay, not the killer mask. And I keep saying serial killer, but he yeah, had these I know, vibes. I know, anyway, yeah. the blanket with the sex talisman in it from her mom. <laughs> the bottle or the jug of poop alcohol. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we the closet. Yeah, we didn't talk about the poop alcohol. We didn't talk about the poop alcohol. That was a whole like gag. The closet painting of Bong Soon in the pig hoodie. The chopstick bracelet and or the spoon bracelet that she made for the uh, co-worker, which is played by Kim Won-hae. Yeah. Is that all? Okay. That's all of them. That's yeah, all that the ones that I wrote down. That was a yeah, lot. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. You know, I'm going to go with the dancing pool because that yeah. was really, <laughs> I mean, like it's a pool, so I don't know. So maybe that's a bad choice. But I also just realized we hadn't talked about the poll and I loved the poll so much because it was just like so funny and random and crazy. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you've seen her bend metal before in like a yeah. couple of flashbacks and stuff, but this was like her in action. And then you get this great scene of uh, Min Min taking her home afterward. Yeah, I love and she's that. like, talking shit because she's drunk and she's like I'm gonna rip your butt off if you keep looking at Jisoo and he's like very he's like turned on he's like oh my god I love I love I think I really love when like the heroine gets drunk and crazy and then just like talks a bunch of shit and so I think that's where the dance pole is just a good memory and look I could put up a pole and you know get practicing or something but it was just so funny and yeah awesome so yeah (laughs) I think for me, it would have to be the little wooden house desk okay. that she sits at yeah, for large swaths of the show. Because 
I feel like I could dress it up and like no one would know that it's like memorabilia until mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, <laughs> this is from Strong Woman, the Bung Soon. It could like pass for like regular furniture versus mm-hmm. like if I get like a jug of like poop alcohol, like you can't really disguise that as like home decor. So <laughs> or a, pole, a dance pole <laughs> or a dance pole, which is quite difficult. And like the installation, like all these things, all these things to have to think about. But <laughs> I I do like the closet painting and the bracelets that she made, the metal metal work that she like bent around Mm -hmm. his wrist was really funny as well. So I have a question. Sure. What do you think if somebody liked this drama, what would be a comp that you think that they might also like? Hmm. Um, that's a really tough question because this is I mean, you could probably go with when the camellia blooms. Yeah, I kind of had thought about that, too. I'd also thought about Suspicious Partner. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Suspicious Partner is a really good comp as well. Hmm. I think this has got fantasy elements Mm -hmm. as well because she's a superhero level strong. Mm. No, but I like Suspicious Partner. Yeah, I Um, feel like it just had, like, some of the comedy elements. The hero's very different, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, that's really difficult. But I feel like those are pretty, two pretty decent comps, like Suspicious Partner with, and... With a bad guy, like a pretty good bad guy. Yeah. And Camellia, yeah. I mean, look, I love, uh, I love <laughs> Kong Han-Nul and Camellia so much. And yeah. so he's way more over the top than Minion. He's goofy. But, yeah. you know, again, kind of this, you know, kind of like this gray area between the beta and the alpha a little bit. Mm-hmm. And very because endearing. They're, they're very assertive as well Mm -hmm. which is great but they're not overpowering it's like a fine balance that they're doing both of them I would say and they go all in I feel like they just go all in make themselves vulnerable for love yes I love that and that's a great point because sometimes you watch drama and you're like they have chemistry but like he doesn't seem to want to make a fool of himself yeah he just wants to look good all the time yeah and as an actor and as like a character. Mm-hmm. So I generally don't like those romances because it feels like something's missing. If yeah. That vulnerability is missing. So, yeah, absolutely. I love this show and we have a ton of qualms with it. But <laughs> but at the end of the day, just great. let it roll over you. Just let yes. those let those yeah. things just happen and just keep moving because it's going to be worth it. Exactly. If you want to pull up a chair and like have a glass of poop alcohol with us like please (laughs) it's good it's good it might stink a little bit but it's good (laughs) well this was very fun and I am so glad that I got to come and hang out with you what a nice like yeah it was really great Oh, I'm so glad that you had a good time. I I was like really excited to come on and talk with you because I I feel like I already know you like from the podcast from uh-huh. Afternoon and Delight. <laughs> but yeah, this was fantastic. I hope you're you're willing to like come back. Maybe yeah, I don't know, but let's hang out more. This was great. This was fantastic. And uh, you know, before we get out of here, I do want to thank you again for coming on the show. Where can we find you online? Oh yes, okay. Um, I can like, let me get my marketing hat on. So, um, so yeah, so our podcast afternoon of delight podcast is available anywhere you might listen to podcasts. So, you know, Spotify, Apple, I don't know, all the, all the places, (laughs) um, the main two. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, we do have an Instagram that is fairly active, um, which is Afternoon Delight Podcast, very original name, but you can find us there. Um, I would say we are very active in our stories, um, having lots of fun posting there, like usually daily. Um, and, um, and then Twitter also, um, my other co-host Megan really is holding down Twitter tight. And so that is Afternoon Delight <laughs> um, on <laughs> It's like Delhi though, Afternoon Delhi. Just put an Afternoon Delight into Twitter and you'll find us. Our logo is pink with, you know, the um, finger hearts. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just feel like we are um, just always, me especially on social media, but, you know, Megan too, Amy, not as much because she's just like a little bit more um, normal. (laughs) (laughs) But like, we like to talk to people. We like to talk dramas a lot. Um, And when people get really excited and like nerd out by like, I feel like it's not uncommon for somebody to write and be like, I'm really sorry to write you, but I just have to say, and I'm like, never be sorry. I was so obsessed with wanting to talk about K-drama. I started a whole podcast. (laughs) So I did it. Yeah. 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 Never apologize. Like if you need to be understood, I understand. (laughs) Yeah. This is a safe space. Yes. Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. If you want to talk dramas or BTS in my case, because I have like a real problem, <laughs> then come, you know, just. I think you've like messed up the algorithm on your, on the Afternoon of Delight podcast. Cause like your co-hosts come on and they're like, I'm trying to post something, but all I see is BTS. I see, on here. Yeah. Because I, um, I'm on Instagram the most with the Afternoon account and I just use it as my own personal BTS stash. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. And uh, well, that's that's been our show. I'm Jessica, and this has been ATZ Presents Debake Rambles Podcast. Hey